What's up, guys, and welcome to the Fit and Ship Podcast, now brought to you by our sponsor, Four Horsemen Nutrition. Four Horsemen Nutrition, started by a former competitive powerlifter for competitive powerlifters, has a great-tasting whey protein with more nutrients and a better flavor than all the other protein powders out there. Creatine monohydrate for the gains and two great-tasting coffee flavors that will help you get through your workout. The coffee flavors are cinnamon and a French roast and graham cracker flavor and a medium roast. Give them a follow on Instagram at fourhorsemen underscore nutrition and get your orders in today. Now to the podcast. All right. We are live. 8.30 p.m. on a Saturday. I am here. Fit and Ship Podcast episode 17. Yes, I believe episode 17. Uh, with Samantha Rice. I am waiting for her to log in and then we will get this thing going. Oh, she's already here. Look at that. Look at that. She's ready to go. Let me get her in here and we'll get this thing going. Hey. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You're very punctual. <laughs> the one and only time I'm not late. <laughs> How's everything going? Good, good, good. I had a, a meet today, so I'm kind of tired and dragging. But All right, we'll we'll keep you. We won't keep you long, long. Cool. Um, so I want to talk about. Well, let's get right to it. One ninety eight all time world record squat, deadlift, and total in sleeves. How are you feeling? Kind of uh, mind blown. Like so, surreal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so so walk us through it. I want to hear about how the meet went. I want to hear about how your prep went. I want to hear the whole story here. Uh, well, I guess it kind of started back probably two years ago. Um, well, a year and a half. Well, maybe a year. A year. Because that was the Pioneer Open. Um, and after that, I was ranked number 11. Mm. And that's kind of when it first set in that, hey, I might actually have a shot at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think one of the biggest things that's changed is, uh, after the hybrid, um, out in Miami mm -hmm. with that money winning, we were able to invest in like a home gym. So a lot of like half of my training has been in the garage. So, you know, less stress, no drive, um, just a lot more, I guess, time yeah, and yeah. that, that kind of led into, more of a relaxed um, USPA, the pro raw. Um, so I think that, that really helped. Um, yeah. But other than that, it's just, it's just, it's just consistency and kind of doing the same thing day after day, you know, it's boring. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's what we do. We have to be good at three lifts and. <laughs> Very specialized. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how I, I, my last podcast, I had Steve Tripp on and we were talking about how, there, there's certain crazy people out there that train alone mm -hmm. in the comfort of their own homes. Mm -hmm. You're those people. <laughs> How do you about, do about it? About half the time, yeah. So yeah. I'm actually super antisocial. Like when I train, I don't want to talk to people. I don't like, you know, half the time, sometimes I have Ava and it's like, okay, that's, that's as much as I can put in you know, aside from my training. So it's like, um, I just, I've never... I've never really wanted to rely on anybody either. Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of a, uh, an OCD control freak type thing. So it's another reason why like I coach myself. Yep. Um, it's, 
I would just rather if something messed up, you know, it's on me. It's, it's you know, I can't work coach. I can't blame, you know, this, this, and this. It's like, I like having the control aspect of everything basically. Do you need like to ever reach out for outside motivation or are you pretty much all self-driven and disciplined by that? Oh, well, I guess with social media, you know, you can see what everyone's doing. What your competition's um, doing and everything. Yeah. In the beginning, um, like Cece Holcomb, or Ingram now is now, I mean, she was, she was the person that I was like, all right, that that's the person I have to chase for the rest of my career. Yep. And it's like, now it's, you know, I've, I've beat her 198. It's like, okay, can I beat her 181? Mm -hmm. um, so with social media, it helps. Um, the gym that we go to on the weekends, Metroflex Fort Worth, uh, it's massive. And like the back of it, it's just powerlifting. So you're yep. surrounded by other powerlifters who, who compete, drug tested or not. Um, and a lot of like most of our friends are USPA judges or they compete. Um, so we're, we're still kind of surrounded by people in the, the powerlifting world. But you got good eyes on you and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you know, a couple of my friends are coaches and like rehab specialists. So I can like pick their brains when I need to. Um, and and just your, take your husband also competes, correct? Yes. Uh, husband, I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, basically husband, just no gotcha. ring. Gotcha. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we actually met at Metroflex Fort Worth and uh, four years ago. So, yeah, he's he says he just wants to quit and be my agent. But I still <laughs> I still want him to lift. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so, you know, the only number that you uh, so is 181 the goal now to drop down to 181? Yeah, because it's kind of like, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing maybe a wraps 198 if I don't make weight. Um, yeah. But to be competitive against Christy Hawkins, Hunter, uh, you know, Mariana's dot score, Steffi Cohen, Bama, it's like, I'm I'm the bigger girl. And it's like, I kind of have to cut down yeah. dot wise to be competitive because, you know, I, there's no way in hell I'm going to weigh 100 and 22 pounds like mariana or yeah yeah so. but you you're light for 198 correct you weighed in like yeah. 189 or something for the USDA yeah. pro that yeah i would rather be light in the weight class than trying to fit in the weight class but yeah, yeah. i'm gonna have to try to fit into 181 um coming up so is that is that 188 is that like around your walk around weight or did you cut mm -hmm. to that a little bit so i walk around about 200 205 okay um and then i kind of water load and then i so before the pro raw i did the sauna suit and a hot tub mm -hmm. i was like okay i'll just shed off a couple extra pounds and then i woke up the next morning and i was about eight pounds lighter than what i was like even expecting were you, were you freaking out i was like i hope i can put this back on yeah and not cramp not you know injure myself somehow but it came back on very easily. Like I'm very fortunate to drop water easy and put it back on. Yeah. So I was looking at the rap numbers before we got on. I there mean, is. I mean, Hunter's like almost 700 pounds squat. Oh yeah. my. Yeah. Well, the 198 is 640. Yeah. DC, I think. Yeah. Is that, is it crystal Tate maybe? Oh, okay. 198. 198. I believe the rap squat is, is either Holcomb or crystal Tate. It's, I think it's Tate, yeah. Tate, and then 380 is the bench, which you're close to. You're about 30 pounds away. 
that's a lot on bench. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Maybe I know. for guys, y'all can like jump like 50 pounds, but us girls, we'll take yeah. 10. And you still have the, and you, you still would already have the deadlift world record yeah. for reps. And, so, um, I mean, you're not far off. The, the bench is going to be very hard, but I mean, depending on what you get out of the reps, you could be right there with the squat. I can make up for it in the deadlift. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um, so give me a little bit of the background. Where, where uh, do you have a background in athletics, any kind of sports or anything? Like what brought you into powerlifting? So I was, I've been playing soccer since I was four. Um, I played club league, uh, varsity high school. I went to college at a division two school at East Central University in Oklahoma. Um, played all four years there. And then my senior year, it was like, you know, now what? Like, where can I take that? I'm super competitive. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually got kind of roped into CrossFit. Okay. Um, when it got big and everyone was doing it, it was the cool thing to do. Um, yeah. So I went and I got my coaching certification. I started kind of dabbling in that. And I realized, you know, I was still weighing 180, 185 pounds back then. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was too heavy. I was still too big. Um, How tall are you? Uh, five, almost five, seven. Okay. Five, seven. And I'm tall. Yeah. No upper body, no gymnastics background. Um, and so, but anything with a barbell, I was really good at. And yeah. so um, it was another gym in town in Ada. Uh, I started going there. It's kind of like the hardcore type gym, the grunts and whatever. And they, they wrote me into my first powerlifting meet in 2014, I believe. And it was a NASA meet. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know NASA, um, but I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was no offense to that federation, but uh, it was, it was interesting. Um, Poorly run or what? It's just, I don't know. It, it, you know, I've I never guess, even heard, to looking, be honest with you, I don't even know that federation. Yeah, so. I guess looking back now, compared to the meets that I've done, it's kind of like, you know, you always start, you always start somewhere and you kind of yeah, yeah. laugh on it. But, but yeah, that means I had to borrow a singlet. I didn't know about deadlift socks. I wore my squat shoes for my deadlift. Um, I learned the commands on the drive there. Um, but after that, it was like, okay, this is something I'm good at. Like, mm -hmm. I can crossfit case kicked my ass um yeah. but i kept coaching crossfit um and i slowly started moving more into powerlifting um and then it was 2015 there was a local guy at the gym and he was like hey there's a powerlifting meet in fort worth and i was like okay my parents are from there i'm from there um so i drove down and i that's when i first saw the gym and it's you know i don't metro flex the affiliate you know hardcore whatever and i mean this gym is massive um yeah, yeah. you walk in you fall in love with it and so i was like all right i moved home yep um after that meet i was like yep i'm coming home i moved home and well, that was it you were like this is that, what I'm yeah. i was like this is where i want to coach my career yada 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 um and then it was a couple months after i moved home i got pregnant mm -hmm. i was like oh okay curveball <laughs> um but I still lifted and everything when I was pregnant and came back five months postpartum. Um, it took me about two years to really get my strength and stuff, leverages and everything back. Um, yeah. And then just these last, you know, couple years, you know, supplementation, training better, uh, mm -hmm. 
just the atmosphere and just slowly just progressing. Away. Yeah. Gotcha. I gotcha. What do you do as far as like recovery goes? <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone says it's like everyone's yeah. drilling like you gotta recover not, you gotta recover but then when i ask I'm the top dogs i'm not like, in the ice baths or the the rotational hot thing i don't i don't know it's just i try to sleep when i can um i take rest days um you know most of my friends if you know if y'all know me i eat like shit usually <laughs> it's it's pepsis it's pizza it's beer it's burgers so yeah. maybe the extra calories help um for sure and so it's just, I guess, just time off. Like after the pro roll, I took a week off because okay. I was just, I was hit by a bus. Sure. Uh, it's I, a lot mentally too. I mean, you know, yeah. people don't understand that don't compete at a high level, the emotion behind the sport and, and, and all that goes into, you know, just the competition day in general and the highs mm -hmm. and the lows and, mm -hmm. and trying to stay like even keeled because you're up here when you break a world record, but now you got to calm it down and go back to bench. And then you got to, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a lot. It's even aside from the the physical part. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, so you know, outside of outside of the sport, now what are you doing? What are your hobbies outside the sport? What uh, are you working? Are you stay at home mom? What's what's up with that? So I've I've been very blessed to be a stay at home mom um, awesome. with, uh, up until she went to school. And she went to kindergarten, and it was a whole emotional fiasco. And I was like, all right, I need to get on this coaching thing. Um, so I wrote up basically a month of stuff, and I started reaching out. Or I posted about coaching, mm -hmm. and I had a few people reach out. And then it's like, okay, I tweaked the coaching, and now it's like I'm kind of getting, I guess, the hang of it outside mm -hmm. of just coaching myself. It's like, okay, yeah. doing it for them. Um, like my client today, she's awesome. So I do that. Um, we train, uh, Ava has dance class on Wednesday. So between mom and training and oh, girlfriends and yep. it's family, it's, it's not like the, the lavish lifestyle, but it's, <laughs> it's I get it. I have, I have two boys, so I know exactly oh. how it is. baseball and, and soccer and this and that. So yeah, it's constant. So, um, you know, right now, as far as myself goes and my my um coaching i just picked up like a huge wave of young female lifters mm -hmm. um and they're always super excited to see someone like you and of your caliber like when i interview them or when they come on the podcast so what would you have to say as far as like advice for for young lifters young female lifters just coming into the sport that might be like very new to just the sport of powerlifting in general like what what advice tips tricks would you give them um probably get a good foundation in just the form. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really big thing that a lot of people don't spend a lot of time on. They just want to get in. They want to try to lift as heavy as possible. They want to try to get as strong as possible. And it's like they don't build that foundation, not only like squat, bench, and deadlift, but like bodybuilding style stuff. Like get yeah. an all-around isolated muscles, you know. Um, I think spending – you know, months, if not years, just getting that strong is really key, especially with like younger females, like with puberty and everything, like we don't stop, you know, our, our prime is not at 18 or 20, like yeah. I mean, Christy Hawkins, God love her. She's 42. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's really cool though, that a lot more younger girls are getting into it, especially like high schools having powerlifting teams oh, yeah. and 
one of my other clients, you know, she's 19 and she's getting into it. I was like, I wish I started that young. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I guess just being consistent and I guess, I don't want to say becoming one of the boys, but kind of getting that confidence into mm -hmm. going into a gym yep, and yep. not being, you know, oh, I'm the girl in the gym. Yeah, like, getting a little swagger to you. Yeah, and walk of... in like, like you're the boss, like you own the place. Like, yeah. you know, the boys won't mess with you then. I was just actually telling a client that right before we got on. Um, yeah. I, I have a, a young client who's tiny, tiny, like 100 pounds, but she's very, very strong. But she gets a little intimidated coming into our gym. I lift at a predominantly multiply gym mm -hmm. with some, you know, there's some world record holders in there. There's some top ranked multiply lifters in there. So I could see how it would be intimidating for people first coming in, you know, mm -hmm. even myself, I was intimidated to go there when I first started. So I said, Hey, you just got to have confidence. You know what I mean? It's, 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 you go in there to do what you do. It doesn't, you know, what you're doing isn't affecting anyone else. You got to go in there and get, you know, get after it. If you don't yeah. do it here, you got you got to find somewhere to do it. So you mm -hmm. might as well do it around some of the best people in the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, and usually, like with multiple guys, there's usually a group of them all together. Oh, that's and what I mean. Big and they're monstrous, throwing weight around and like yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. We have like you know, we have more so like group lifts now because mm -hmm. the because of the mass majority of like multiply guys. Like Friday nights and Sunday mornings, everyone lifts together. So there's like. Mm -hmm three monoliths going with like 15, 20 people squatting all at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it gets, it gets a little crazy, but the energy yeah. is great because it's almost like a meat day, like twice a week. It's almost like meat day energy. So mm -hmm. it's really cool to see, you know? And that's one part of the thing that's kind of like, I wish I could have that mm -hmm. to have, you know, the spotters, loaders, you know, people helping you with stuff, you know, the hype, the talking. So it's like, that's kind of what I miss by like having my, garage gym and training kind of solo and having that you know anti-social mentality because there's some yeah. days you want that and then there's some days you're like i want to be left to fuck alone yeah. well i see yeah like on the flip side there's days where i wish like i had my home gym and i could just yeah. go in there and be left alone because with tons of people comes tons of drama you know what i mean so <laughs> we also we also have our, our good portion of you know drama yeah. and who's yelling at who and this and that you know so i mean there, there's plus sides to both you know yeah um, something you just mentioned, you know, was, uh, technique and people building technique first. I try to explain that to, to lifters as they start reaching, not like their maximum potential, like for their career, but you know, when you start peak, when you start peaking and like reaching your true max end range and like hit plateaus, let's say, mm -hmm. it, I, I try to explain that it's easier to get a chip or, or a five pound PR, um, making stronger technique changes than it is actually gaining the strength to get those yeah. five pounds. Would you agree with that? You know? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And, it's, you know, hitting, hitting accessories too, getting your accessories stronger mm -hmm. carries over into the lifts too, as well as technique and form, you know, it's not just, Oh, let's take more drugs and get stronger or let's, you know, throw more weight on the bar. It's like, you gotta kind of got to pick apart what's going wrong and, Adjust yeah, that. and attack all the weaknesses of it and stuff. Yeah. I think that's that's something I'm seeing more often lately is people are so focused on those big three lifts. They come in, they like on let's say so I train uh predominantly like conjugate style. Mm -hmm. So um people come in and they blow out like on a max effort day and then they kind of either dog through their accessories or they do like one accessory and they get out of there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
but the bread and butter is really what you put in after you hit that main lift, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I've tried to stay on top of people because, you know, what's going to build you after that main lift is all the accessories you put in. Yeah. And so part of my training is like, because I know a lot of times, like if you hit a squat, people try to go and hit leg accessories after. So like with my training, mm -hmm. I actually hit like back or something that's not like my legs are toasted they're gone like last thing i want to do okay. is just go pump more blood into them um, exactly so I hit something upper body and when i okay. bend, i usually do like lower body accessories that day because they're more fresh yeah um, and that that's helped me a lot because you know squatting and deadlifting over 400 500 pounds on a weekly basis it's just taxing it's taxing trying to do it right after yeah so are you um are you part of this new wave of raw lifters that does like these SBD days or do you stick to one lift? I don't know. Good, good, good. I've never, the only, I guess, SBD day, it would be like maybe squats with like, I don't even an overhead press or something like that. Like I would never yeah. do, oh, let's squat 400 pounds and bench 200 pounds right after. And then yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not. So that's I'll, like, I, I see that. a lot of that. PL kids, like they Yeah, have. exactly. I see a lot of that going on with like the, the elitist, you know, USAPL guys. But um, I don't know. I, I don't think it would work for me either. I, I do squat before I pull, but it would be like, you know, traditional conjugate speed squat type stuff. Like mm -hmm. 10 sets of two at like 50 or 60% mm -hmm. um, as like a warm up, And it's more for uh, – with timed rest periods to get like your GPP up and stuff like that. But I, I'd never taken like a max or an RP eight of something like two different lifts in the same day. Like it's just yeah. it's far too taxing, you know, I can, I can see the aspect of it of like wanting to get the conditioning for like meat day, because mm -hmm. a lot of times we're, we're dog shit tired by deadlifts because we've done all this crap. Um, yeah. So I can see that kind of part, but it doesn't, I don't feel like you get the most strength benefits from yeah, it. Yeah, see, see, I I understand the, what their the, the thought process is behind it too, but it's like, you know, I feel like there's other ways to get your cardio capacity up through just yeah. pushing your accessories, keeping your rest times down, and then like the typical like sled work and and you know, people are too scared to do cardio because they think it's eating away at the muscles. But if you do short intervals, bursts, you know, sprint type stuff. You know, that's all great stuff for your GPP anyways, you know. And um, my, my accessories are usually my cardio. I'm like, I'm exactly. your heart rate's up. I'm sweating more during accessories than I am during my actual workout. Oh, for sure. Because like in the main lifts, we take our time. We take rest periods. During the accessories, Pull that's what really... chair, We eat. <laughs> like the we main set. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I going? Oh, someone asked, what are your best tips for a good deadlift? Uh, it depends if you're sumo or conventional. Um, I would say sumo, you have to have like the hip mobility for it. First of all, you can't just, Oh, I, I want to pull sumo because it's easier. Yeah. Not always true. Like my boyfriend, Eric, God love him. I don't think he could pull 700 sumo because yeah. he's just not made for it. Yep. Uh, but it was sumo. I found that wagon wheel deadlifts. It's just like, it, it's gold. Yeah. Um, takes the pressure off the hip flexors because the hardest part with sumo is the first two inches off the ground yep. um, and you can overload with wagon wheels you can use straps to even more overload um and i've noticed whenever i get back to the ground 
I'm still stronger. Like I'm still able to get off the floor. It's not just like, oh, it's on the floor now. Um, With conventional, uh, usually they're fast off the floor and, you know, they get stuck at their knees or right above the knee. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, usually when block pulls help, um, rack pulls, but I always suggest it without straps. Whether or not you have grip issues, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of straps unless you are specifically overloading it. Yeah. Um, you know, warming up with straps, going into your top sets of straps, like you're just asking for Grip it issues. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Even exactly. if you don't think it's there, you know, you're, you're getting weaker on it. Mm-hmm. And, but, and I also found, depending on the straps you use, like I figure. used to have uh, figure eight straps before yeah. powerlifting for like rows and stuff like that. Yeah. But, they put you in a completely different position almost like with figure eight straps going double overhand and sumo you don't even have to really be holding the bar no you don't yeah your your fingertips are just on it and you're just you know yeah so you, you're you got less range of motion even there and you could get your lats far more engaged than if you have to hold on to the bar itself you know what i mean so i just think it's not optimal for for that kind of we've been having this argument around my gym too yeah, because yeah. We have a couple guys that pull predominantly in straps all the time. And I'm like, you, you gotta, you gotta break away from that because they're adding pounds. They're adding pounds that you might not have there in your grip or at mm-hmm. your lockout when it comes to meat day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Overload training. Cool. But if you're like hitting just your regular training sets, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan. Gotcha. Um, what are your thoughts on sliding over to this was an internet question uh sliding over to the dark side of multiply powerlifting <laughs> i like i said like what i said with your gym like i would need a crew like mm-hmm. if i love her laura phelps if she's mm-hmm. whatever love her if i could train with her like alex uh from the pro raw says if yeah. i had that type of atmosphere with a coach maybe yeah um, but i'm also I'm also kind of against it because it's like in my head and I know this is no offense to multiply because I've never done it, but it's just me. It's like you get so much help from your gear. How much are you actually lifting? How much is it? So like the the squat, you know, you're lifting maybe the first six inches and then the suit takes over. Same thing with bench. Maybe it's the first two or three inches. You feel it. Yeah. Um, Deadlift is kind of, more or less, you know, most of the weight you're doing. Yeah, um, deadlift's probably the closest thing to a raw yeah. raw lift. And it's like, I would feel like I was cheating. Yeah, <laughs> See, I, so. I, always, I always felt like that too. Yeah. I, like try, I tried cool. stuff on recently. Um, yeah. Very different though, very, very different. Mm-hmm. Like the squat is, is a completely different movement. The bench is almost a completely different movement. You know, it's mm-hmm. a different, it's, a, it's almost, it's a different sport. It's not even. But yeah, it's completely know, yeah um what was i gonna say oh so um right now like the sport in general i always ask everyone this um where what do you do you like where it's going do you not like where it's going like what's the the pros and cons of raw lifting right now what what do you think's going on so i love the fact i love the fact that more women are wanting to get strong wanting to get muscle wanting to say fuck y'all to the skinny whatever bullshit um i love that side i think some of the negatives from it are just i would say kind of social media you know doing it for clout doing it for 
instead of doing it for yourself and to, you know, better yourself or give whatever, it's like, you know, you're chasing likes, you're chasing followers, chasing sponsorships, you know, yeah. whether or not you're competing, um, you know, monetizing from not really, how do I say this? Monetizing the sport and not like the, I guess, realist of ways. Like you're doing gotcha. it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Doing, um, doing it for more of their benefit than the love of yeah. the sport type thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've talked um, about that a lot because the oversaturation of online coaches, you know what I mean? Someone yeah. does one powerlifting meet and all of a sudden in their bio it says, you know, online powerlifting coach. Mm -hmm. And they have no previous history. They have one meet under their belt or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that just goes, that doesn't even go for powerlifting, just the fitness industry in general, right? Like yeah. Someone loses 40 pounds and now they're yeah. a weight loss coach. And it's yeah. like, you someone did it. A bigger butt and they become like a butt specialist. It's exactly. Like, Here, here's my hit band. Let's give you a program. Like, exactly. And then every girl thinks they could grow a big butt. And the, yeah. little do they know, she went and got a BBL in Miami. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, that's where, you know, social media is like the gift and the curse of everything. Yeah. You know? We you wouldn't be able to we wouldn't be able to do this Yeah. without yeah. it. You know, I wouldn't be able to connect with you and, and other power lifters. Um, you know, 20 years ago, we'd have to get Powerlifting Magazine and, and yeah. look shit up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, now you can actually see if they squat high or not. And you're like, well, oh, exactly. High, or they're gonna go, yeah. But that's the hard part, too. There's a lot of, you know, critiquing online. And it's like, who do you listen to and who's hating? And Philip doesn't know if he can grow a butt. <laughs> Phil, you squat 900 pounds. I'm sure you got a butt. You got to have some sort of glutes to do that. <laughs> um, so that brings me to the next point, then. How, how serious do you take uh, social media critique? I laugh. So, ugh, I will. So, I mean, it's kind of always been this thing oh like and i know hunter just got on some shit with this the other day about being told like she looks like a man also it's just of course yeah. you gotta just as hard as it is to ignore it and just delete it and block it i don't get much stuff now thankfully um and but i remember there was times especially after uh the hybrid showdown i made the mistake of watching a youtube video and going down in the comments and i was just like yeah Damn. I'm 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 a trans I'm a trans now like I'm a YouTube's dude. YouTube's and the worst I, got, I was like and I remember I commented or I reposted on my Instagram and I tagged the handle in it it was the that foreign dude who always does all of them the yeah real voice okay and he was like yeah you know basically kind of just brushing it off like it is what it is but it's like you have the capacity of deleting comments you have you have the power to delete that shit but yet yeah. you not to and so, and it kind of went back. There was an Instagram. It's been down for, I think, a few months or years. But it was like, you look like a man was the Instagram handle. And they used to make fun of, like, comments and stuff like that and, like, post memes or whatever with it. And in the beginning, it was a really good Instagram because it, like, it had a place for all of us to go and, like, share these dumb Oh, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. So it was, like, yeah. making fun of, like, the insecure guys that say yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It later kind of got into more whatever shit and a lot of crap drama happened. But in the beginning, that was a really good Instagram that was like, hey, fuck y'all. We're going to do what we do. Mm. We don't look like dudes. You're just insecure. You're in your mom's house. Little typo warriors trying to get a good laugh out of it. Yeah, but yeah. it's, I don't know. It's 
at this point, it's just kind of funny because it's usually a dude who doesn't lift, who is super insecure with himself, or it's a female that's jealous that she's doing something, this and this. And yeah, it's yeah. just. It's funny because, you know, I was talking to another client and actually the same girl I was talking about earlier, you know, she's, she's young and she's very tiny. And um, I had her doing rack pulls, but she's like, you know, 4'11". So range, her range of motion wasn't great, but it's a rack pull. <laughs> Thing, yeah, you know, that's the point of it. Overloading top end. And, you know, there was a bunch of guys like talking shit on her reel on Instagram. And she messaged me and she's like, what do I do? Do I take it down? You know, and I'm like, no. So I go and I look. One kid's a golfer. Yep. One kid's like a kicker. Yep. Another kid rides dirt bikes. It's like it, it, if it was coming from you, maybe. And you said like, hey, drop the pin two more. Like you need to get more range of motion on that. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, all right, listen to it. This is coming mm -hmm. from. A professional lifter you know what i mean but it's just it's it's giving like too many people a voice that need to be it, punched in the face <laughs> yeah exactly people that have never been hit before have a yeah. voice now and it's yeah. like you know or you they almost wish you could track all these people down you're trying to get a laugh out of it or they think they're so funny it's like back in school when boys used to be mean to you because they liked you and all this bullshit it's like they just want the attention they want the rock it's like if you just delete and block it you give them nothing. It's kind of like a narcissist. You just give them nothing. I know. Yeah. It's funny, but it's, 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 it is hard to, to not let that shit get in your head. You know what I mean? We've all been through it where you see yeah. posts, oh, that squat was high or, oh, this was bullshit. And, you know, there's been times where I've been like, bah, 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 and then I'm like, <laughs> why am I responding? You know, why am I responding to all this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, why am I responding to all this shit though? You know, it, it's, it's too much. Yeah. Um, where was I going from here? Oh, mental health wise. So when I, when I first started this podcast, it was to talk about the correlation between mental health and physical fitness and, and mm -hmm. combining the two. Um, as far as mental health goes, what are some things that you do to, you know, keep everything at bay? Do you, do you struggle with any kind of anxieties, depression type things, anything like that? Uh, you, I mean, there's always those post-meat depression, like, you know, you want to keep lifting the heavy weight, but you can't, mm -hmm. like, you have to come down. Um, and also after, you know, reading the YouTube comments, you're like, you kind of get down to, um, yeah. but I guess my main thing is like, it's one, I think getting off social media helps, mm -hmm. um, Take not break. going out of, well, not going out, not going out of your way of looking for stuff. Mm -hmm. Like worrying about you, if you want to post something, post something mm -hmm. and get off. Like, yep. um, I'm a big fan of that too. Sometimes I'll go yeah. on, I'll post and I'll get the hell out of there. Yeah. Like no scrolling, or, no nothing. Yeah. Or like if you need to, I know on Instagram, you can like have your notifications turned on. You turn them on for like your friends, like mm -hmm. people, you know, okay, like comment and then get off. Um, yep. cause that helps. Um, and then finding another outlet like another hobby i know we have kids so we instantly have something else taking our distraction off of everything yeah. um and so ava helps a lot with oh this is my responsibility this is my number one this is bigger than I'm all that great but that's not always gonna be there she is yeah. um and then i mean eric has his truck and car stuff so even though i give him shit about it like him talking about his wheels and turbos and doing this, 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 this forward. I'm just like, okay, babe, like, yeah. Um, 
So there's that. But and I'm not saying go have babies and have kids as like a <laughs> distraction. No, yeah, yeah. Everyone go find, have a kid right something. now. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so just finding hobbies outside, yeah. you know, that, like that Derek Thistleway, got he's part of a depth team. Um getting into Brazil Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm just like, bro, that's like out of just I don't know where he came out of that, but I was like, that's yeah. kind of a you know, turn of here's powerlifting. I was great here. Let me go, go do good at something else. It's. Yeah. I mean, I would worry that that would like beat the hell out of me. I would be worried about getting pinned by like a hundred pound little skinny dude, but just like well, that too, think, you know, think you're so strong and then you get flipped over by. <laughs> yeah. So I, I train a guy that, that um, owns a jujitsu place out here in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I said, you know, why don't we barter and, 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 you know, I'll train you a couple days and then you train me at that stuff. You know, I was thinking it was be good for my cardio. And he's like, you're too good at what you do right now. I don't want to take you in yet because you'll lose so much weight. He's like, you don't understand yeah. the, 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 the cardio behind it. He's like, we go to open mats and roll for like three, four hours. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'd probably have three minutes in me before I want to <laughs> pass out. You know what I mean? <laughs> three or four hours jesus that's i know so he was like when you're done with powerlifting, then come see me but right now yeah. he's like you know um so you know what's next what's the next goal in mind is, is so is it to go for that 181 or is it wraps or are you still up in the air uh i have my goals written out on the my mirror right now but uh it's 181 raw and then 181 wraps is okay so 181 will be raw um, I signed up as a 198, but you can go up or down the weight class. So I'm going to Wait, shoot. Wait, which one was this? Uh, Pioneer Open okay. in April. It's down on the beach. The gotcha. $100,000 payout. Oh, wow. Yeah. So no well, ghost clash for you? Do what? No ghost clash for you? Uh, No, I think that's already full. I signed right. up last year for it, but after winning the hybrid, I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, gotcha. <laughs> I'm going to cancel that. And then the American Pro. Oh, you're doing that? Yeah. All right, so yeah. we'll be sharing a platform that day because I'm in wraps that day too. So. Oh, you're competing. Cool. Yeah. I'll be in wraps. So, yeah, I'll, yep. be, I'll be doing the Ghost Clash in February, and then I'll be at the Pro in October, is it? Uh, I think like Octo late October for that. That's the weekend of my birthday. So, yeah, gotcha. the 20th. So it's the Halloween day, Halloween weekend. Gotcha. So, 181, you're chasing the next people down, huh? There's going to be Christy and Hunter competing in raps, too. So it's like the trifecta is going to be there, and it's going to be just a – it's going to be awesome just sharing the platform with Well, them. yeah, that's going to be awesome because then it, then the real competition comes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, you know um, – They'll out-squat me for sure. I'm, I'm pretty positive, but <laughs> – uh, You never know. I, I haven't figured out raps quite yet, so I'm thinking, okay, I got a whole year to kind of get that rebound into it. Yeah. Do you have specific wraps that you're going to use, or are you still trying to pick a wrap that you like? Um, so I did the Kern in 2021, and I used uh, Cerberus. They're, they weren't the really stiff casting wraps, but they were stiffer than just, like, the cotton, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I was looking into maybe getting a pair of Pioneer Phantoms, I believe. I think they're kind of popular ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, oh. are, those are the really uh, – those are stiff, though. Those are really stiff, stiff. Yeah. So I had a pair um, of Chokers. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like them. They were the casting ones. So yeah, yeah. we'll have to see. And I self-wrap. So it's like I'm going to have to probably give that up and have yeah. somebody wrap me. You got to teach Eric how to do it for you. Yeah. That's he's exhausting. Got, oh, he's a he's a mechanic. So he, he'd probably kill me. 
Yeah, yeah. He might rip your knee in half. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. he's gone. Um, all right. Let me see what else I got for you here. I'll let you go in a couple minutes. So we're almost done. No. Um, so now, what would you say your goals would be as far as, like, Samantha Rice as a whole? When you're all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for? For the sport of powerlifting, let's say. The strongest mom. The strongest mom. I like <laughs> it. Fine. Um, because uh, another girl that I looked up to, uh, Sarah Lewis, mm -hmm. she, she was the strong mom that I looked up to whenever I was first coming up. Um, and then I guess just maybe kind of like how Bama did. You go out on top and then you start coaching mm -hmm. and then you help other people get better. Mm -hmm. um, find a different outlet for your competitiveness. Maybe still compete just locally, just for fun, shits and gigs. Um, yeah. Laura's kind uh, of doing Laura Phelps the same way. She kind of went yeah. out on top. Now she coaches everybody. You know? Yeah. I follow all her stuff. She gives some really good tips. Yeah, she's um, my coach, so I, I'm oh, lucky to have her. Good hands. I, I got to plug her in here and there. I saw her at the Pro Raw, and I was like, I was fangirling over her, and she was like, I don't think anybody knows me here. I was like, they fucking better. You're they better. They, they better. I know. And then A I couple. Was thinking, like, uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, of uh, getting into like athletic coaching, like strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. That was something I was really wanting to do in college. And I did a, I did a summer internship at our strength facility there. And just the hours sucked. It was yeah. you know, 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. And it's just kind of, instead of maybe being a head coach, being a, a side. Yeah, yeah. Or, high or just school. taking one sport or something, you know. Yeah taking a sport like a softball team or a basketball mm -hmm. team and just working with just them. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now at a local yeah. high school. Yeah. Cause, I mean, we live in Dallas. So, I mean, there's just, there's plenty to choose from out there. Gotcha. So before I let you go, what I want to do is just give like some open mic time. So anything you want to talk about, I know you're not much of a talker, but I'm not. <laughs> as far as like, um, you know, I just let people, you know, advice any advice you want to give um plug in anything you're working on um your sponsors um anything you want to shout out stuff like that and then we'll wrap you up um well definitely my sponsors i've been mm -hmm. with blackstone labs for i think a little over four years okay. um that forest honor i've been with for three years and they picked me up before i was anything um before i was ranked before so, I mean, they've been awesome. They've been covering meat fees, you know, flights, registration, apparel. Um, so they've been great. Um, my boyfriend, Eric, love you. Ava, little shit. Uh, <laughs> Do you have um, her lifting? Yes. So we got her a training bar. It's 15 pounds. And she's right. always, I need to go squat. I need to go bench. I need to go deadlift. And she's like, I'm the strongest kid in my class. And <laughs> That's it, awesome. It, uh, she has her little workout outfits that she likes to wear too. She's still a little girly, but she still is a little tomboy too. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a coach. If anybody would like to reach out for coaching services, um, general fitness, powerlifting, at home workouts, whatever. Um, what about apparel for you? Are you going to put out some quads like mom apparel? I don't know if anybody would wear it. That's I thing. think so. I think so. I was like, maybe now, like, I don't know. I guess it kind of plays into like some uh, muscle fetish stuff. So I'm like, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe. yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know what kind of photo shoot I have to do for that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Jared at Depth will uh, hook me up with a shirt. Sometime. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, just like some like uh, just like a silhouette of you with some giant quads or something, and then just you know <laughs> quads like mom or something like that. Yeah, I dig it. All right. Well, it was awesome having you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hopefully, we do it again. All right. Oh, Danielle will wear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so you got you got fans already. I just coached her today. She's just so sucking out. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want you to kill her again tomorrow. Yeah, she's like, oh. no, she won't be trained for a while. A little bit. We're good. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully, we'll talk soon and we'll do it again. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.